Sean, welcome to the show. Good to be here, Vic. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you go from playing guitars to running this amazing uh, SaaS solution, this uh, ticker uh, Sure. Well, I knew that a career as a rock star was pretty unlikely, and uh, the life on the road wasn't really for me. So yeah, I, I'm like, hey, you gotta got to step it up here and find a real job. So I'll give you my background. I'll try to create a short version of the story. It's, it's a fun story. There's a few highlights within, but um, I've been in software engineering for the last 15 years. I had a business from 2006 to 2010, pretty much building software for small and mid-sized businesses. Um, that was a really difficult journey. Didn't really make a lot of money through the recession, but we got to work with several hundred businesses. And that's the point in my life where I really understood what's a scalable business and what's not. So, so all the future entrepreneurs that are listening to this podcast, the doctors who, who have ideas, but they, they don't know what to do, give them some advice on they're sitting mm -hmm. on a gold mine of something they've created, whether it's a patent, whether it's an idea, whether it's a strategy, whether it's a, a, a pivot potentially of something outside of medicine, but, but they have something and it, it won't go away. It's still there. Sure. How do you take that idea and map it onto this, you know, potentially huge company that you've created with Ticker? Great question. And I'll tell you right off the bat, you don't have to create something right away. What you want to do is you want to at least run the idea by your customers. This is one thing that can happen to people is they'll share it with friends and family. And guess what? Your friends or family are going to try to protect you and be like, you know, I don't think you should do that. Or, are you sure? That seems really risky. You want to go right to the source like I did, talk to the people that are in that space and get their feedback. And then the next step is you want to start to put together, you can, you can use PowerPoint of all things, but you want to get some UI design, some user interface designs that kind of walk people through the experience and do as much as you can to get feedback before you start building the tool, before you start software engineering, because that's where the real expenses come. So you got a great idea, just go talk to people. And then we present it to the marketplace or to our customers or patients. And we're, and then we get, you know, then we, we think they're going to fall in love with it. But the lean methodology, which is what Sean says, take, take, just take your rough idea, back of the napkin thing, and just go flush the ideas out among experts in the industry. They'll give you really good feedback. And then based on that, yep. tweak it and then bring the crappiest version of that thing to market <laughs> and, and, and create, call it a beta and see what people That's say. Right. And based on that, tweak, tweak, tweak. And then now, maybe now you're ready for the paid version. Then you, you launch that out. And it's it's not like Ticker's done. I'm assuming you keep tweaking the, the software, keep tweaking the services, mm -hmm. the the algorithm until, I mean, you probably, there's no never, it's not never done. It's always going to be improving. It, you're right. And just to piggyback on a few comments there is, you, you don't want to invest all that time because that's a large waste of time and money. You want to actually put the hard work on the customer. It's like you should be in the ballpark with an idea, but you don't have to be in the dead center bullseye. Like come to the market, like you said, back in the napkin, simple PowerPoint, uh, recruit designs and just get in the ballpark because then you hear them ask for, okay, I like that, but what about this, this, and this? And that's the moment. That's what you want. You can start asking those same questions like, what do you think? And then go to this person, what do you think? and you start to get consistent feedback and then you know what features you need to create, then you can start engineering and going to market. And then like you said, it's never done. Like our tool is always changing. We're always adding something or taking away something. Yeah. And, and the quote guys I like to live by is, you know, 
version one is always better than version none. So let's get it out there <laughs> and, and show it to uh, show the yes. people. And if it and if it's gonna if it's gonna thrive, then the marketplace will tell you. If it's gonna die, they'll tell you too. But right. the lack of n no, getting any sensory feedback is why you know you're gonna, your idea will languish. So let's let's get into this. Um, I know a lot of real estate millionaires. I don't know that many stock millionaires. Can you help me understand why that is, Sean? Okay, here's a question for you. There's a little over 3,000 billionaires in the world. And of those 3,000 billionaires, of, of, the, of the percentage, how many of them do you think are entrepreneurs? How many do you think are real estate investors? And how many do you think are stock investors or, or those that leverage the stock market in some way, shape, or form? Uh, if I, again, I don't know the answer to this, but I'm going to guess. Um, I would say most of our entrepreneurs. That is correct. And then second place? Uh, real estate? Stock market. Stocks? Okay. Yep. The reason is, I'll give you an example. And now is a perfect time. So we'll actually, I'll give a reference here back to 2008. What happened in 2009 is the number of millionaires around the world increased by 17%. It was the largest millionaire creating event ever, obviously because incomes and, and, and the way money grows has just grown considerably since the prior um, recession or, or pullback in the market, which was the dot-com. And then prior to that was the early 90s. And in that year, those people became millionaires from one main source, and that was a stock market. Because the efficiency of money, there's nothing like it. Like on my podcast, I bring in a lot of real estate investors, and it's great for building residual income. But let's say you put in, let's say $10 million into the stock market, and it's a down market like now, you can double that in a year, you can turn that into 20 million, just the simplicity of putting in the market within real estate i'm sure you're an expert here not me there's a little more uh work that needs to be done be done yeah. find the right properties find the right locations sure. right 